And if you want any evidence, if you want any evidence, Andy Rice, of whether or not that has any impact, George, who is our technical producer this evening, with a mask on, I can see his face is alight with joy and happiness. He's waving his arms about like a conductor would at an orchestra of a thousand musicians, loving every moment of a little bit of retro happiness. And I think that uh, summarizes everything you have to say about a, a heritage brand. Yeah, well, I think you'll find also that everybody who listens to this program will be whistling that, uh, that tune. I think it was Sammy Davis Jr. with the Candyman can. I think it was the original basis for it. But you'll have hundreds of thousands of listeners tonight whistling that tune on their way home to work, uh, way home from work or or wherever. It's it's absolutely... Uh, <laughs> from, from, from the study to the kitchen. Um, yes, on the way home from work. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people still working at home, of course. Um, and then uh, another little bit of uh, another little bit of retro, of course, uh, coming through with Sunlum. Now, Sunlum, um, I think now let's get my uh, facts straight here. Sun Tum came first, uh, which was in 1918, and Sun Lum came along in 1919. It was an early sort of stage of Africana empowerment. It was after the Boer War. Um, South Africa had what they referred to back then as the poor white problem, and Afrikaners were terribly keen on, on Africana empowerment, and Sun Lum was used as a vehicle for many, many years for precisely that. Yes, and um, uh, it's been a strong, strong force in the financial services sector ever since. Um, I'm not; it doesn't quite match the same legacy um, definition as perhaps Baker's did, because over yeah. the years, had all sorts of propositions from Sandlam, including wealth smiths and all sorts of things. And my, they, they have now done a massive new um, relaunch of the brand on the basis of a line that says "Live with confidence." Now, I'm absolutely certain that that is a very uh, reassuring line in the current world and uh, climate and environment and uh, will no doubt resonate well. But um, I also wonder you know, whether it's not a little bit generic for a brand like San Lama. Is, is, is confidence not what every financial services brand tries to convey to its, to its customers, whether it's a bank or an insurance company or whatever? Um, but of course, they've got the opportunities to throw a lot of money at it. They're a big advertiser. Um, and I think they'll also um, experiment with new channels and, and, and new, uh, new expressions. And, and one of the channels they're experimenting with is a, um, a family finance orientated uh, TV game show, which I think is either just launched or is about to launch. And that's a nice uh, novel way of getting the essentials of, of confident financial management uh, across to the audience. So let's, let's see. It's early days, but they have got... A hundred and something years of momentum behind them. Momentum? No, they've got no. They don't have a hundred and something years of momentum. And momentum has Bob behind it. <laughs> oh, we're getting our brands, Andy. Our brands. Yes. Anyway, Sunlum. Yes, uh, Sunlum. Have a listen to this as a positioning statement. I must admit, Andy, when I first listened to this, I listened to the tone. I listened to the timber, and I thought actually somebody was taking the Mickey a little bit. Just tell me if you agree. Today, today we make a promise to every man, every woman, and every child on this continent. A promise to do everything we can to give you a feeling of empowerment 
that comes with knowing you are in control of your life and that you can change the world. You and me? Yes, you. It's a promise to help you attain the kind of confidence that we believe can make a real difference in your life. Financial confidence. What's that? It's knowing that you can look after the ones you love and the things you own. And that you are prepared for the challenges that life... You've got to, you've got to look and feel of it. I mean, it felt a bit like a Hollywood movie promo playing out, Andy. And it, it was like oh, almost Jurassic Parky in the beginning. And I kept wondering, wanting Monty Python to leap into the middle of the, uh, middle of the script because it sounds very... Ernst. Yeah, Ernstach. Not Ernest, it's Sunlum. It's Ernstach. It's not Ernest, it's Ernstach. Um still. Um but but I, I think on second listening, I think that's a little bit unfair. Um I I just wondered whether or not there, there's not a risk there of just being just a little bit too serious about themselves. Yeah, well if you look at the at the print advertising they've been running as well, it, it has the same kind of tone to it. Um uh, but ironically it, it starts off in the in the in the newspaper ad saying it's more than just a new motto. Um, or a few new words that sit underneath our logo, as if uh, you know, if they wanted to um, address all of those equally earnest and sincere um, brand mottos, brand manifesto, I think is the is the correct phrase. Um, but I, I uh, you know, have, have to wait and see. Um, most of the language of the financial services world has been used up by big brands already, whether it's consistency or trust or performance or whatever it may be. Um, so uh, live with confidence is is an attempt to find uh, one of the few remaining spaces in the category, and I'm not sure that it's that big a space, not for a brand ah. like Sandland. Although, um, and to be fair, um, is this idea of living with confidence. I mean, if there's ever been an era where we have lost our sense of financial self-confidence, Perhaps it is over the last 12 months where so many people have lost their jobs, where so many people have been massively vulnerable. Some people may have been ill. They may have needed to call on insurance policies or critical illness benefits and all of those sorts of things. I, I think the, the selling the idea of confidence at this point in the cycle is probably not a bad idea. Yeah, I would agree with you there, Bruce. I think that... Um, the, the next question is, well, okay, so how do you do that? Prove it to me. And um, mm. maybe, the, maybe channels like the, the, the game show will, will help. But it seems to be mainly about a change or a reinforcement of attitude within Sandlam rather than anything tangible. You can say, well, higher interest rates or lower fees, whatever it may be. It is just uh, an attitude that says, you know, for every man, woman and child on the continent, we promise blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it, the work looks looks nice. It, it's, it's beautiful that, that commercial you played the audio from is, is beautifully shot in a big empty theater auditorium um, but I'm not convinced strategically that, that, that they've found a gap that is going to be sustained forever uh, and then tell me about heroes and zeros because that's why we're here after all lovely chatting about brands and things but um, you're, uh, do you want to go hero do you want to go zero which way do you want to go first Let's go. Let's go uh, zero. I think, um, and I'm this week. I'm going to allow someone else to choose the zero, and that someone else is is Professor Mark Ritson, a wonderful commentator on marketing and brands, based in in Australia, and uh, he drew up uh, last year and has just repeated it this year his all time list. Um, of uh, marketing bull uh, dust, I suppose I have to say, um, uh, that, that has really undermined the marketing industry and undermined brands. And uh, it was triggered by 
decision that we commented on this time last year, which was from Mondelez, the, the confectionery and also biscuit, I think people, who, divide, who said, we're not going to talk about marketing any longer, we're going to talk about humaning. I think you may remember that, Bruce. And, uh, that didn't last, did it? <laughs> no, derision and, and laughter and, and fingers being pointed. So Mark Ritson took that, that concept of, of, um, of a marketing decision that was catastrophic and looked at another, another 10 for this year. And uh, of the 10, I won't go through them all, but some of them that we are very familiar with get his thumbs down for being all-time nonsense. For example, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which he says was based on very shaky research, very small sample, and which Maslow himself was not confident applied really well to brands. Um, McKinsey, uh, their uh, argument that existing customers are five times cheaper to reach and sell to than new customers. Uh, he shows that's not the case. Uh, but the one that, that is number one at the top of his top 10 of marketing disasters uh, is not perhaps expectedly, but it is the USP. Anyone in, in, who has a view on advertising, uh, if you say the, if you get into that kind of discussion at some point very quickly, the idea of a brand's USP, its unique selling proposition will crop up. And Mark Ritson feels this has done damage to brands and to marketers. He says it's, it's almost impossible these days to find a truly unique uh, uh, proposition. So there's an awful lot of, of copying and duplicating. And to be honest, he says, um, you know, therefore there's no relative advantage you can, you can get these days. And all it's done is to make it look like the marketing profession has no idea um, um, uh, uh, you know, about where to go next and that they are um, not pursuing concepts like distinctiveness rather than uniqueness. So he gives it number one, Thumbs down. Rossa Reeves was the famous ad man who devised the, the USP, but that's number one, and that's the zero if Mark were here himself to choose. I'm sure he would agree. Very good. Thank you. Marketing bulldust gets our zero. What about a hero? Well, it's, what is it today? April the 6th. That means we've just had April the 1st, which means that we <laughs> should have had some nice names. Uh, for April Fool's Day, because that seems to be a tradition in the advertising profession to really push the boat up when it comes to spoof campaigns. I thought I'd stumbled upon two brilliant ones from Google, only to discover rather late in the day, fortunately, I mean, this program seems to be riddled with my errors, um, is uh, that they weren't this, this year just gone by, this week just gone by. So I've ignored that and gone for another one that I liked. Um, which was for Volkswagen in the USA. But let me just, before I do that, just mention in passing that the lo a local advertising agency called Bain and Bunkle, yes, I know it sounds more like a Savile Row Taylor's, I get my shirts from Bain and Bunkle. Um, <laughs> but if you are um, a local um, advertising agency in South Africa, and that, that name Bain, B-A-I-N, has caused them, they say, some yes. some uh, and trauma because of its association with one of the defending parties in the Zondo Commission. So they put together, these guys from Bain and Bunkle, a, a spoof disclaimer, which uh, made it clear that they, their, their Bain and, and Bain's Bain are completely unconnected. And uh, any, any suggestion they are about to be called before the Zondo Commission is entirely <laughs> unfounded. It was, it was a nice um, yeah. uh, spoof, a little bit over the top, which is the giveaway. The great thing about uh, April the 1st ad, April Fool's Day ad, is it must be at least to some people quite credible and quite believable. And what happened with Volkswagen in the USA is that they 
because of the, the focus these days on, on electric vehicles, everyone's driving one, even I'm driving one, um, but uh, Volkswagen about to make a big noise in, in the electric vehicle category. They announced they were changing the name of the, of the company uh, from Volkswagen to Volkswagen, watts, amperes, volts, you know what I mean? So volts, B-O-L-T-S, rather than, than Volks, uh, was going to be the new name of the company. This caused... Great excitement. The business press got hold of it and they ran a lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff in the, in the business media as if it was news because that's the way it had been packaged and presented. Um, and the American dealer network for VW went absolutely mad because they hadn't heard about this until it was thrown at them at the last minute. So the fact that a, a number of people fell for the spoof is the, is the real acid test of whether uh, an April 1st idea is, is a good one or not. This one was a good one. I think, therefore, it just sneaks home against Bain and Bunkle as the best April the 1st campaign or, or spoof of this year. When the, when the two stunts a couple of years ago, I think the ones you're referring to, though, Google did something about a, a self-driving bicycle, and then and there were also kangaroo maps or something in Australia. I mean, it's, just, it's well worth giving a mention because people forget these things, Andy. It's wonderful because things are, are very gloomy out there, and it's quite nice to, uh, to, to have a smile, uh, particularly... Perhaps Google might feel that quite strongly because they get a pretty bad press in most other areas. But the, the two they did, one was, um, uh, as you say, a self-riding bicycle, literally the bicycle driving through the streets of Amsterdam or somewhere uh, with, with, uh, with no rider, no nothing, and stopping at the lights and doing all the good things that a self-driving car should do. So the self-driving bike, you can even work on it. You can have your laptop open and be, be, be pedaling around town while working on your laptop. So, um, again, I think... For some, maybe not quite as many as in the case of BW, that would have been credible. But the other one they did in Australia for Google Maps was that they announced that the Street View service and the Google Maps service generally would now cover the entire outback of Australia because they had attached uh, thousands of their Street View cameras to kangaroos, let them loose into the outback and stitched together all the footage that came to them. So they now have a proper uh, Google presence, a Google Maps presence <laughs> in the whole of Australia. Um, with some lovely made-up shots of, of kangaroos wearing cameras on their heads and, and really, really nice stuff. It is. I mean, and you've really got to be clever and creative with this stuff, and it's the ones that people accept as gospel that really work this year, going to Volkswagen. Uh, well done, Andy Rice. Thank you very much indeed. Andy Rice with Heroes and Zeros on a Tuesday night.